Weekly Lost Podcast, episode number 219. Hey, cool, you fixed it. Don't expect anything. The chances of getting a signal are slim at best. Static's good, right? No. Reception is good. Wait, what's that? It's Russo's signal. Oh, crap. But this radio has a wider bandwidth. <laughs> That's what you call a party in a podcast. Hold it! Stop, do you hear that? Welcome to the weekly Lost Edition of the Generally Speaking Production Network. Now, here are your hosts, Stephanie and Cliff. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Weekly Lost Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And today we have a little bit of a different show for you. What you I'm getting giggles from you already, Stephanie. Nothing. Sometimes I want to say something random. Oh, well, you just say whatever you want to say. It's your show, too, you know. Say what you need to say. Just say it. All right. But anyway, a little bit different than what we normally do here for the Weekly Lost Podcast. In fact, what we are doing is taking just uh, maybe one week. May, I don't know. Uh, from the the flashbacks, we will get back to the flashbacks. Oh, yeah. We've okay. released uh, two episodes, right. I think, already. So we'll have a part three coming up soon. Stumb- Stephanie's <laughs> going to uh, put her phone on vibrate. And uh, that's good. Anyway, sorry about that. Sorry. <laughs> no big deal. All right, I can't control when people call me. So what we're going to do today is we are going to cover Comic-Con. Now, Stephanie and I were not able to go to Comic-Con. No, although we wanted to really bad. We really did want to go very bad, but we ju- we chose not to. And as a result, we don't have any information to share with you about Comic-Con. However, that is not the case uh, for some of the folks in our community. And what I'm going to play today is basically two audio clips, but they're both pretty long. In fact, we're going to play an audio clip from uh, Murphy Martin, he and his wife, Mary, who are both Plus members. Yes. I don't know why they chose to become Plus members separately, but I'm thankful for it. I'm not going to complain. But anyway, uh, both of them are Plus members. They went to San Diego. It was their very first Comic-Con experience. And I had a 19-minute interview that I did with Murphy about his experience there. And then, of course, we all know Lost Away Bonnie over at lost.about.com, Bonnie Koval. She went to Comic-Con as well, and she recorded a 10-minute um, kind of demo- or explanation of what happened from her own words. And so that's pretty much what we're going to do here today is we're just going to hit play and we're going to listen along with you. And so with that, I think we'll just start things off with the conversation with Murphy. Here we go. All right, everybody. I have Murphy Martin on the line with us now. Murphy, how's it going? Oh, great. So I understand you just got back from San Diego's Comic-Con. Yes, I did. It was a great, great experience. We uh, we spent the whole week there. Uh, totally enjoyed the show. Uh, of course, like most people, we didn't get to see everything because it's totally impossible to see everything. But we did get to see the Lost Panel, which is the most important thing for us. So is this the first time you've gone or have you gone several times in the past? This is our first time. Uh, we made the trip specially for the Lost Panel since this is the last year. Uh, we looked forward to it the, uh, the whole year since we found out this was going to be their last. Um, we kind of started pr- uh, planning back in October of last year to go. So, Excellent. And so being that you're, it was your first time, was it a little overwhelming? I've heard lots of things about folks that go to Comic-Con that it sometimes seems a little overwhelming at first. Well, we're from, we're from Louisiana, so we're kind of used to Mardi Gras. But even being used to Mardi Gras with millions of people here uh, – 
it still was a little overwhelming just because you go there thinking, well, I'll be able to see everything. And then when you get there and see this mass of people in this one little cluster of, of area, it's just it was uh, more than you can even conceive. Just, I mean, overwhelming. Yeah, that's what that's what I hear a lot about. Now, we're obviously going to focus our attention and our conversation on Lost. But before we do, I want to ask, what other kind of things did you see there that uh, were interesting to you? Okay, well, we uh, we did sit through the uh, we went through preview night and we wanted to see the uh, the V um, pilot. So we had to kind of sit through some other stuff. We sat through the uh, the Vampire Diaries uh, with Ian Summerhold, which was good when he got on. Uh, that's all I need to say about that. I heard he stole the show. Yeah, he was actually the best part of the show. The rest of it was uh, kind of Twilighty. So if you're a Twilight fan, you'll probably enjoy it. If you're not, you probably won't. All right. But uh, Ian Summerhold was was the uh, was the bad guy brother, which was uh, actually a pretty good uh, character role for him. So we stayed through. We we went through that so we could see the V pilot. Which was amazing. If anyone out there is a fan of the original V miniseries back in the eighties, you will totally love this. They did not try to change it too much, but they did some changes. Uh, and Elizabeth Mitchell is wonderful. I mean, you know, of course, being a Lost fan, I automatically think she's uh, is just unbelievable. Uh, the next day, we went through the Wonder Women uh, panel for uh, Entertainment Weekly, and uh, she was a part of that. That's why we wanted to go to that and. Um, as usual, she looked beautiful as always. Uh, Elijah Dushka was a member, uh, I mean, a, a, a member of the panel. Uh, Sigourney Weaver was a member of the panel, and I never can say this girl's name right. But the girl who plays the new Aurora, Aurora on um, the new Star Trek, oh yeah, Zoe, Zoe, and I can't think of her last name. She was there, um, but um, they, she actually stole that panel. Her and Sigourney Weaver, Weaver were basically the stars of that panel. Not that Elizabeth Mitchell didn't give input. But uh, it was mostly Sigourney Weaver and uh, Zoe. Gotcha. Uh, let's see. The, some of the other things we did, I mean, Cliff, there was just so much, like I said, uh, that we did that we totally enjoyed. Uh, we did go through the interview uh, um, interview session and uh, autograph session for Flash Forward, which looks like it's going to be totally great. Um, they showed a few minutes of, of, the, uh, of the preview of the show. They didn't show the full, the full pilot. But from what I've seen, what I saw, and when I talked to some of the stars and some of the ABC reps, it looks like it's going to be a really great show. Now, on the last day of Comic Con, I actually went back down to the Flash Forward panel just to try to get some extra uh, some extra photos, and they were actually doing the Mosaic Project. If anyone has read the book or knows anything about the show, the Mosaic Project is a uh, as a website that you, you went to to kind of tell about what you saw in your Flash Forward. And I don't want to give away too much about the show, but they brought us in, did a uh, interview with us about what we saw in our flash forward um then the actual um one of the actual people from the show did an interview with us about you know what we saw kind of put it so they could put it on the abc site and then as i came out of that booth another guy caught me said he was actually against the mosaic project and he wanted to interview me so it was they're really trying to interact the fans with the show kind of like lost um uh, we met a lot of different celebrities i mean i could go on and on and on about but the the greatest part was the lost panel now, I understand and I have heard rumors that actual da- Damon and Carlton were actually perusing around the line to get into the Lost Panel. Yes, from what I understand, now we got out there in line around one thirty, um, and so I think they must have came before that, about one thirty a.m., I should say. Uh, they must have came before that. We did not get to see them, but yes, that is true. They came out to the early fans. There were fans out there from 6 p.m., 
you know, I, I, I consider myself a hardcore loss fan and I wouldn't have set out there at 6 PM to 11 AM the next morning. But, uh, they supposedly did come out and, uh, you know, talk to a couple of the fans, take pictures, uh, you know, shake the hands, did, you know, the whole PR thing. But, uh, I wish I would have been out there at that time, but I wasn't, but yes, they did do that. Wow. That is so cool. All right. So, so this lost panel, how many people, I mean, how big was this room? How would you describe it? I would say it held from 6,500 uh, seating, and probably we had, i say, close to 8,000 people in this room, uh, standing room only, of course. Um, it was it was uh, a nice-sized room. Excellent. And can you kind of just describe the experience? What happened there? Okay, well, like I said, we got out there at 1 a.m., stood in line all night long, slept on grass, got in. Um, it was... Uh, we fought our way to get in. Um, we still being out there at 1 a.m. We got about 20 rows back, so that tells you how many people were in the front of us. Um, but uh, I mean, considering we were still close enough to stage to get some really good pictures, um, the uh, the panel started with uh, you know Damon and Carlton coming out. I don't know how much you want me to elaborate. If you want me to ask some other questions before that, but um, Damon came. Damon and Carlton came out and said that you know that this panel was going to be for the fans all about the fans and not so much about the show. But of course, you know, that's, you know, sometimes fibbing a little bit because they did show us a lot about the show. Right. Yeah. Now, as far as I'm concerned, this conversation here, um, before I hit play in our actual recording of the full podcast, I've already warned everybody that there might be spoilers as okay. far as things that they were revealed maybe I forgot during to do that. The, the thing. Now, of course, if there's any spoilers as far as things they definitely like scenes they showed you from the next season or anything like that. Let's avoid that. But as far as anything they answered, uh, I think that's fair game in this conversation. So, so what, what'd you learn? Tell us. Okay. Well, one of the things that, I mean, they never came out and, uh, and Damon and Carlton are the, are the Kings of, of not telling you anything while telling you a lot. Um, they came out and showed us some commercials, um, that were, um, part of the show they uh they showed a commercial for mr clucks and hurley was doing an interview or i mean actually making a commercial for mr clucks saying he was the luckiest man ever when he won the lottery now he knows he has total good luck um unlike what we've always heard on the show um and he oh. said that he was and he was showing also showing us uh that he had uh, went to the, he went to Australia to go do a walkabout when he thought about a new idea for Mister Clucks making a roasted chicken sandwich or some roasted chicken that he could sell. So I said, "Well, first off, that was my first clue that hey, something's different." Then they showed us about a five minute um, scene from America's Most Wanted. Now this one's where where you really start seeing some maybe possible spoiler type things and how some maybe role reversals have happened. Um, they show, uh, John Walsh comes out and does his typical America's most, America's most wanted. And we're actually looking for Kate Austin, of course. Um, well, the story as we know it, of course, is Kate blew up the house of her, her stepfather. She thought, which ended up finding out was her real father. She blew him up and killed him because he was an alcoholic, mean to her mom and all these things. Well, in this thing they showed, um, John Walsh said that she was wanted for, the murder of her stepfather's um, um, assistant. And unlike his regular, regular routine where he would go home, pick, buy some flowers, get himself cleaned up and ready to go out on a night of the town with his wife, he's, um, he would always go to a, um, his shed, put his tool bags up, put all his, anything that he used that day in a, in a, in a shed. 
Well, he changed his pattern that day and did something different. He sent his assistant. So when he did, Kate blew up a shed where his assistant put, put his stuff away, and he actually killed the assistant instead of killing her dad. Gotcha. Okay. Then um, then right after that, they said they showed they said we're going to see one more scene from one of our advertisers. And they went, you know, wink, wink. Well, uh, um, Oceanic came up. Oceanic did a commercial and said that, you know, you know, take Oceanic Airs and you're, you know, taking a venture of your life. It says, been in business since 1979 and 32 years without any accidents. Ah. So nice. from what from what we're taking and the people that are sitting around me and Mary, Mary herself, um, my wife, who is also a GSPN Plus member, um, we were kind of decided this think about it, said maybe what what um, Jack and uh, Sawyer and Juliet did when they blew the bomb up is that they didn't actually change that the plane didn't crash. They changed everything from 1977 up to 2007. They changed it to make an, an alternate type reality. So right. instead of being Kate killed her, her father, she, she killed his assistant. Instead of Hurley being the most unlucky man on the face of the earth, he became a lucky man. And instead of having uh, – now, this one where I was – we're not sure what, what Oceanic meant by not ever having a crash in 32 years. So that one's kind of, uh, you know, maybe it's something we're not sure of if the plane crash actually happened. But I think they still – their destiny is to go to this island no matter if they didn't have – you know, if things were different in the past. They still ended up the same place. They still ended up the same way. Maybe things just changed a, a tad bit when she blew up the bomb. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, obviously, how did they get to the island to go back and change? The, just right. I, obviously, I haven't seen anything, but right. it sounds to me like a parallel, a parallel universe. So that so that in one universe, the plane they've never experienced a cl- crash, and in the other universe, there had been the crash. Well, yeah, that that's a possibility I, that we we thought of too. But they had to have got back to the island, you know, to like you said, to be able to change everything. I think that is their destiny. I mean, last year, of course, you know, is destiny, uh, destiny calls. Mm-hmm. So, and from what we took this year is called destiny found. So, um, they have a great picture, um, that they showed, you know, how each year they have that symbol of loss and they show all the, the characters on lost. Yeah. Like last year they had a split down the middle where they had the oceanic six on one side and, and, um, and, um, and Ben. And on the other side, they had the people who were left on the Island. Mm-hmm. Well, um, this season they showed the whole cast, and dead in the middle of it, they had John, and John was looking over his shoulder at everybody else. Nice. So I, I, that was one, a, a great picture they had, and you can probably find that online. Uh, also, too, they showed us the Lost Universe. I mean, not Universe. I'm sorry, Lost University, which it looks like it's going to be the new uh, online game that they're going to do this off season. Did they talk about uh, when they might start that? Uh, looks like it's going to start around August fifteenth um, or sixteenth. Um, there, what was cool about it is on the front of it was a brochure for Lost University, and a lot of us didn't notice this until we got back because they were giving them out. We just put them in our bags as we went in the door. Um, but when we got back to our hotel room, we turned it over. On the back, it said, um, "Please email me or call me at this number," um, and it said T dot A dot question mark. 
So Mary kind of took us that he was looking for whoever this was was looking for a, a teacher's assistant because it had professor such and such and I can't remember his name on there. But they had a phone number and an email that you could email or call. Uh, we have called and it said that this line will not go active until such and such. So it's probably just not started yet. But it looks like it's on the front it had I think August fifteenth or sixteenth. Excellent. <laughs> Now, Mary, your wife is in our chat room as we're recording this uh, here on, uh, you know, a, a day before we're actually putting out the actual episode. But anyway, okay. Mary says, be sure to tell him about Charlie being at the panel. So tell us about okay. this. Okay. Well, at the end of the show, and it kind of uh, runs where I was going to go a little bit later, but they showed a, um, a memorial for everyone on the show. Okay. And they, they uh, everyone that died on the show, let me take that back. They, um, <laughs> what was cool is they showed, you know, they showed, um, um, Maggie Grace's character, Shannon. They showed uh, Doc Arts. They showed Froger. They showed all these people, everyone on the show that's ever died. And the last person they showed was Charlie. And they did like about a two or three minute segment on Charlie. And they played all this music in the background, but they played the death march for him. You know, the one that they always play when someone dies on yeah, Lost? Yeah. And the whole crowd, I mean, was in tears almost. I mean, literally, I mean, <laughs> you know, I, I, I pick at it, but grown men were crying. I mean, I almost had some tears <laughs> in my eyes because it is one of our favorite characters. Um, but what was cool about it, right when the lights went down from showing that, Dominic, uh, Dominic Monaghan standing on the, on, the, on the front of the stage, and for a quick second, he waves. And we're all thinking he's waving at us. But luckily, I had ran up to the stage quick enough, and at the time taking the pictures, I didn't notice it. But I'm just, you know, I put it on a quick burst of pictures so I could get it. But on his hand, written as he waved, just like when he had not Penny's boat, he had Am I Alive? Nice. It was a really cool moment now looking back on it. Didn't realize it at the time, but after you know, um that was a really cool moment. Now, um I don't know, Cliff, if you know uh Stuart, the guy who always dresses up like Hurley for each year's panel. Yeah, I've heard about this. Um uh, yeah, he 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 got to ask him questions. Um the the guy who dressed up last year and his name's I think his name's Mark Renfro. He uh, he comes every year. He's kind of the guy dressed up like a seventy-ish type uh, look, like a Sarsky and Hutch look. He comes every year. Well, he asked a question, and they actually made him his own Dharma shirt. Sweet. Yeah, with his own Dharma hatch with his picture on it, which was really sweet. Um, then, uh, as Jorge comes comes up to the microphone, and we're not sure at first because I mean, literally, there's I mean, probably four or five hundred people wanting to ask questions as usual. But Jorge comes up to the microphone, starts to ask a question, and another question, and another question. And you know, it's basic questions. You know, am, am I going to die? Are we going to see this? Are we going to see that? Kind of like as we always say, Jorge's always been the fan. Yeah, the fan yeah. asking questions on the show or answering our questions for the show. You can hear him asking question after question. All of a sudden, you hear this voice come on, and this eerie little voice say, "Um." are you going to keep asking questions, Jorge? You know it's only one question, and it was Michael Emerson. And the, as usual, the crowd goes completely crazy. Um, it, was, it was a really enjoyable experience to see Michael Emerson and to see him play you know, against Jorge. Um, but then Jorge turned it back on him and says, so what are you upset about, Michael? Are you, are you upset that you didn't get to be Hurley? And he says, no, why would I want to be Hurley? He says, uh, I was only supposed to be a guest role, and they made a part for me, Jorge, which was funny. But then he says, no, I heard that you wanted to be Hugo. Uh, Hugo. And he says, no. He says, no, I heard you auditioned. And about that time, the lights went down, and they showed him auditioning as if he wanted to be Hurley. Nice. Great moment. Really funny stuff. Um, uh, hopefully, they'll put that on the um, 
they'll actually put that on the on the website so we can see that. Uh, another looks like a um, a thing they're going to do for the fans this season also is called um, mysteries, uh, lost mysteries, or how do they do it? Universe uh, universe of mysteries is what they called it. It was supposed to be a TV show from the nineteen eighties. You know, kind of like um, that's incredible if you can remember back in the mm-hmm. in the uh, early eighties um, that explored different. Um, things that happen in the world that we can't explain. Well, um, also this uh, universe of mysteries or mysteries of the universe, that's what it's actually called, mysteries of the universe, they, um, they're going to do a five-part thing as if it was filmed in the 1980s, the History of the Dharma Initiative. And that actually has already started. It's on the ABC website. where you can, It's like a webisodes that they had back after season four or season three, I'm sorry. And it's going to be a five-parter where you can go find out the history of the Dharma Initiative. That is cool. Because they kind of said that the Dharma Initiative is kind of not going to be as a big a part of the show this year as it was last year. <laughs> wow. So they do have a – I mean it's – like I said, the Lost panel gave us a lot of stuff as Lost fans to get us ready for this last season. So this whole summer leading up for the next, what, six, six and a half months, we don't have to worry about stuff to do because they've given us a lot of stuff to look up, chase after – Go on the internet, watch, read. I mean, it's—they've given us stuff, so we won't be bored. Excellent. So that—that that sounds great, and it sounds like um, for your first experience and and for an experience, I mean, for a vacation and to spend so much time out there to camp out overnight. Would you say how would you say your overall impression of your entire journey there was? Well, if it was a ten out of ten, I'd give it a twelve. Wow. I mean, it was great. I mean, I there's not. I you know wish we had a little bit more time to go through some other panels, but as a Lost fan, unbelievable. If I wish that they could do this every year, but unfortunately this is the last year, and a little tear going down my eye right now. But uh, <laughs> you know I don't think Damon and Carlton are going to uh, disappear off the face of the earth. I think they'll be back in other projects. So let's support them, Lost fans. Uh, let's not just turn our back on them after Lost is over. Sounds great. Well, I'll tell you what, Murphy, thank you so very much, and a special thank you to your wife who helped arrange this uh, little get impromptu interview to, to kind of get the down low on everything that happened there. Okay, thank you. Have a good one. All right. All right, so there you go. Stephanie, what do you think? That's a lot. That's a lot to take in. There is a, I mean, can you imagine how awesome all of that stuff must have been? Yeah, thanks for rubbing it in. <laughs> Appreciate that. Well, you know, it it it, it is kind of neat, um, you know, because with the, the cool thing about technology is that although we weren't there, and, and of course, there's no way we could yeah. we could experience what they experienced. Uh, one of the things that I had seen on Twitter is that for those who got in line the the soonest, I mean, like mm-hmm. you know, the night before, I mean, just crazy time. Uh, Damon and Carlton actually came out and intermingled with the people who were in line. Right. That is. I, that I is listened. Cool. I listened to the interview. Right. I, I heard. It, oh Murphy yeah. Say that. That was in there, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Sorry. So anyway, but the cool thing about technology is, although we weren't there, I mean, with the ability, you still don't have to miss out. Exactly. Right. And one of the things that I hope to do over the next week is to start researching all the YouTube videos that are out there. I, I noticed there's a brand new um, episode of the official Lost Video Podcast. Okay. So that's out there um, and, and so much more. I mean, there's just there's going to be a lot of stuff 
that's available. And um, as I get some of that stuff, I'm sure I'll be queuing it up and putting it into uh, at more episodes, future episodes of the Weekly Lost Podcast. Right. Here I love everybody. the talk about the the alternate reality or the parallel, you know, I, I like that. And we believe that these people were all destined to be brought to the island anyway. So even if the plane didn't crash, the island still would have found a way to bring them there. Exactly. So I I, I like I do. I like it. And I, cool. I like the idea that, you know, Charlie might be back. <laughs> Am I alive? Am I alive? That's cool. That is very cool. Hey, I we- had heard that Dom was there. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know about the hand thing. Right. I. It, it, how cool of a reveal was that? I'm so glad awesome. that that Murphy was able to go up and grab a photo. I mean, that is that's pretty cool. Right. So anyway, a, a, an announcement here. This is going out on the free feed and also heading out to the uh, Lost um, Podcast Network. Right. And so we just want to mention that if you haven't seen us in the archives of the lost feeds or the free feeds, it's not because Stephanie and I aren't producing podcasts during the hiatus. In fact, we are here on a weekly basis now and we have been doing a lost flashbacks or weekly lost podcast flashbacks series. Uh, the first two episodes are already in the uh, the the feeds, mm-hmm. and they're pretty much for our plus members, the people who are helping to support the content that we provide here on a regular basis. Stephanie and I do this full time as our career. If you want to catch this stuff live for free, or if you want to catch it for free, you can. As we record, um, actually every Thursday from this point forward. From 9 o'clock in the morning to 5 o'clock in the morning, you could see us broadcasting, recording uh, as many as 7 to 10 podcast episodes per per week on Thursdays all day long, and that's Eastern time. So with that being said, we want to invite you. And Stephanie, what is the time on the board that's normally for Weekly Lost Podcast? Is it 1 o'clock? It's 1 o'clock. Okay. Yep. We're recording it earlier today because we had to move the schedule around. Uh, to to make uh, schedule room. adjustments exactly, but you can always find a an up to date version of our schedule, and you can join us live both at gspn.tv slash live. Again, that's gspn.tv slash live. If you do want to be able to receive all of these podcast episodes uh, every week on a regular basis, become a plus member. Help support our. Our content here, head over to gspn.tv slash plus. There's a lot of testimonials as to why people are, are plus members. And um, hopefully, the, and there's information that you could uh, sign up as well. Now would be a great time. And uh, also, good time to mention that if you didn't know this, Stephanie and I produce a total of 21 podcasts. That's right. Head over to gspn.tv slash shows and you'll see the full list. And uh, And if you come by Thursdays, you'll see at least... At least seven of them recorded live. Yep. All right. So with that, we're going to move on to the next audio that I have here. It's uh, Let's see here. I've got it written down in my notes that it's, it's Bonnie. Bonnie. And it's going to be, I think, nine minutes or ten minutes long. Okay. And it's her recap of Comic-Con. Okay. Now, as you know with Bonnie, she digs a little bit deeper. She reads into some you know, future casting updates and stuff like that. I've not yet listened to this. Okay. But she did write to me in an email when she sent me the audio file, please make sure that you give a spoiler warning. So uh, she says there might be a few spoilers in there. So with that being said, here's Bonnie. Hello, Lost fans. This is Lost Away Bonnie with Lost.about.com with a report from Comic-Con. 
the last panel was on Saturday, July 25th, and I got in line at about 4.45 a.m. There were about 200 people ahead of me and 6,500 behind me. It was crazy, but it was so worth the six-hour wait in line. The panel began with the characters coming up on the screen in what will be this season's promotional banner. They came up one at a time, facing forward, leaving a space in the middle, which was then filled last by Locke facing backwards. Next was a Lost University commercial. This looks to be a fun promotion for the Season 5 DVD or perhaps even a new alternate reality game. Next, we saw a short clip from an ABC documentary called Mysteries of the Universe of Dharma. This is a five-part series of interest to fans of Lost that will be shown online, and you can see the first one at abc.com now. And next, we saw clips from Season 5. When co-executive producers Damon Lindelof and Carlton Cuse came out, they expressed their appreciation to the fans and acknowledged that some of the fans camped out all night in order to be at the front of the line for the panel. To show their support of the fans, they showed some fan-generated videos and some fan loss parties. Next, Damon and Carlton attempted to answer the question that they get asked most often, Are you making it up as you go along? Damon said that they have known what the last scene is going to be for a long time, and now that scene is committed to paper. Damon had one piece of paper in his jacket pocket, and Carlton had another in an ankle holster. They each took out their paper and stapled them together. They then put it into a lockbox with two locks and each put a key around their neck. Damon said they would open it after the finale and read it verbatim on Jimmy Kimmel Live. Fans lined up for questions, and the producers announced that whoever said the secret word during their question would get a gift. People began asking questions, and Carlton and Damon answered them. Well, sort of. Season 6 is going to be much like Season 1, and we'll close a loop in the story. We will see some Season 1 characters that we haven't seen in a while, and discover new things about the Season 1 characters we've seen all along. If Jack and crew were successful, Daniel should be living happily ever after somewhere. But if not, he's pretty much dead. Either way, though, we will see Daniel Faraday in season six. When asked if there would be flashbacks, Carlton answered that each season has used a little different storytelling device. Flashbacks, flash forwards, time travel, and season six will be no exception. He wouldn't elaborate on what that device might be, however. After some of the questions, the producers showed clips of previous seasons while they played the song from the winner of the Lost Title Song competition. During the song, they showed what the title sequence might look like with text of the actors and who they play. When they got to Locke, it said Terry O'Quinn as question mark, question mark, question mark. Next came a commercial for Oceanic Airways that boasted a perfect safety record since 1979, the entire time they'd been flying. Then they showed a funny commercial for Mr. Cluck, starring Hurley and featuring Outback Chicken. Then we saw a bit of America's Most Wanted, where John Walsh talked about Catherine Austin, who tried to set up the murder of her stepfather, Wayne Jansen, but actually killed his co-worker, Ryan Milne, instead. She was caught, but escaped from a marshal. Next, they continued with with fan questions, and Jorge Garcia stepped up to the microphone next to the fans. He asked what was happening after the finale because if Jack's plan worked, then everything they've done since the crash didn't matter. Damon and Carlton said to trust them, and Jorge said, Last time I trusted you guys, you said Nikki and Paula were going to be awesome. Got a big laugh for that one. (laughs) He then asked if they were going to answer all the questions, and Damon said, Everything that matters. 
Jorge asked what happened to Shannon's inhalers, but was interrupted by Michael Emerson saying, for crying out loud, there's only one question per person. The two went on to argue about asking questions, and Jorge said that it was research. He had to get his questions answered so he could play his part. You play a part, Michael said in a Ben-like way. You transform yourself into a character. Is that it? Yeah, dude. I had forgotten about the vast difference between you and your character. Dude. He went on to say that he was hired for a small part, but then was cast as a regular with a part written specifically for him. Jorge said that Michael was jealous because he'd auditioned for the part of Hurley, but Michael said that wasn't true. Damon and Carlton then played a clip of Michael acting out Hurley's part from shortly after the plane crash. They answered a few more questions, saying that we will get Richard Alpert's backstory, which is very in-depth, and may include the Black Rock. Whether or not Juliet is okay remains in question, but we will see Elizabeth Mitchell in season six. Michael Emerson said that while Lost does dance in and out of biblical references, calling the man in the black shirt with Jacob Esau is probably a stretch. The producer said that Nestor Carbonell was backstage and could talk while we saw him via satellite, but it appeared he couldn't hear Damon and Carlton. We saw him sitting at a makeup mirror talking to himself and applying eyeliner. He yelled at someone because his eyeliner was the wrong color. Nestor then came out on stage. When asked where the food drops come from, Jorge said, planes. Damon said that we might get to find out exactly where they come from in season six. Dharma will have a much smaller role in season six because we've seen a lot of them and there are other questions to be answered. But we can learn more about Dharma on the season five DVD and Blu-ray sets that will have special Dharma features. Jacob has not appeared to the castaways in anybody else's body. The person who asked if Jacob has appeared in anyone else's body and said, such as Claire, which happened to be the secret word, got a gift. It was a seagull figure with the real note tied to its leg that Claire had sent to try to get rescued in Season 3, Episode 12, Par Avion. Next, Damon and Carlton thanked many of the people by name that helped to make Lost possible. The ladies in the room swooned when they played a Sawyer clip and then cheered when Josh Holloway came out on stage. Josh sat and said that he had a question. He stood up and used a taser to knock Damon out. He took the key from around Damon's neck and put Damon's hand in a pitcher of water and said he would fry JJ if Carlton didn't unlock the box with the final scene in it. Carlton and Josh opened the box and Josh took out the stapled papers. He stared at it and Michael said, Oh my God, you don't know how to read, do you? (laughs) Josh said he left his glasses on the island. Michael took the papers from Josh and in a dramatic voice began reading the final scene about a circus tent. Parkman and Siler. With a few choice <laughs> words, Michael threw the papers down in disgust. They played a very nice tribute to most of the characters that have died, with music, a few clips, and their names. The characters included were Gary Troop, Captain Seth Norris, Dr. Leslie Arzt, Neil Frogert, Roger Linus, Tom Friendly, Ethan Rom, Anna Lucia Cortez, Elizabeth Libby Smith, Nikki Fernandez, Paulo, Carl Martin, Danielle Rousseau, Alex Rousseau, Shannon Rutherford, Boone Carlisle, Charlotte Lewis, Mr. Echo, Michael Dawson, and Daniel Faraday. At the end was an extended tribute to Charlie Pace and the words, you are lost but not forgotten. Then Dominic Monaghan came out on stage. They thanked everyone and left. So the conclusions from the Lost panel at Comic-Con 2009 are... Well, I think it, it seems that things may have reset and we are following a different timeline. 
the evidence comes from some of the clips. The first one was the Oceanic commercial, in which they'd claimed 30 years with a perfect safety record, which means Oceanic Flight 815 never crashed. The second was the Mr. Cluck's commercial, in which Hurley seemed to be a happy restaurant owner, and he even talked about his good luck. And finally, there was the America's Most Wanted clip in which we saw that Kate didn't murder Wayne because he changed his routine that day and another man was killed instead. Mostly because we actually saw Kate kill Wayne and there was no way another person could have gotten into that house, we know that these weren't simply events that happened before the crash, which makes it seem that it's an alternate timeline. The clues are pointing toward things resetting and happening differently, making me think that Juliet was successful in detonating the bomb. Another clue is that during the memoriam, there were some people not mentioned whom I think would have been mentioned if they were really dead, namely Juliet, Locke, and Claire. Plus, it's interesting that in the season six banner, Locke is in the middle and facing backwards while everyone else is facing forwards. This could mean that he is against them or perhaps he is in front of them as their leader. I don't know whether it's a clue or not, but the biggest find of the panel was on Dominic Monaghan's hand. He flashed his palm during a really quick wave, and a few eagle-eyed people read from his hand. Written on it was, am I alive? Question mark. Overall, it was a great panel, the best Lost panel they've ever had, and it gives us some food for thought for the final season of Lost coming in 2010. I also checked out the Profiles in History booth. Profiles in History will be auctioning off Lost memorabilia after the series finale in May. They had a lot of the items on display, like Sawyer's glasses, various jumpsuits. Uh, They had Kate's toy plane and Echo's Jesus stick. And I have pictures um, of all that stuff over at lost.about.com. It was really fun to see it up close and personal like that. Well, that's about it for the last Lost Comic Con. This is Bonnie Koval for the Weekly Lost Podcast and lost.about.com. All righty. Bonnie, thank you so much for a very in-depth and thorough review of your experience. That is awesome. It was. That is awesome. Yeah. All right. So Stephanie found a, a uh, I guess, a photo that somebody took of that picture of the entire cast of them standing all in one direction except for Locke who's faced the other way thank you for pasting that into the chat room you're welcome anyway but uh yeah exciting things happened at comic-con there's no question that if if you were going to go to comic-con as a lost fan this was the year to go I think they just they put on a great panel yeah no matter what well I mean it's going on it, it, You've got Jorge Garcia there. You've got Michael Emerson there. Yeah. You have Dominic Monaghan there. You have Damon there. And you have Carlton there. How can you have anything other than awesomeness? Right. And you Josh know? showed up. I mean. Yeah. And Josh Holloway. And so, yeah, very awesome. I'm very glad to hear that those went. I mean, that it was so worthwhile. And I'm sure there there may even be more. And if you were at Comic-Con and you want to share your thoughts with us, we would love to hear it. Uh, you can give us a call on our listener voicemail hotline, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Just leave your message. And it's area code 859-795-4067. 859-795-4067. Anyway, Stephanie, that pretty much wraps up this episode of the Weekly Lost Podcast. We want to invite people to come join us on Thursdays now. Uh, throughout the rest of the hiatus, uh, you can join us Thursdays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time as we record live from 9 o'clock in the morning till 5 <laughs> o'clock in the evening. 
all day, every Thursday at gspn.tv slash live. And uh, coming up this afternoon and some other shows that we've got going on, Family from the Heart, Pursuing a Balanced Life. we got so many other shows that we have here that maybe you've not heard about. Again, please do us a favor. Head over to gspn.tv slash shows and you will see a listing of all 21 of our podcasts that we produce and uh, we hope that you'll at least try out some of our other stuff and and who knows and if you are out there and you're not a plus member you're not getting every single episode of this podcast and all of our 21 podcasts uh, trust me not every hardly anybody is listening to everything we produce and that's not even the goal here but the goal is that you find the content that works for you that you like and you enjoy and our, our goal, literally, is to devote our lives to sharing our lives online, providing entertaining content that is educational, encouraging, and inspiring. And for us, it's not just about the content. We're also providing an opportunity to build a community where people are establishing and building relationships around shared passions. And if you have, would love to interact with others and join the community, we encourage you to do so. Head over to gspn.tv slash plus more information there. Thank you very much. And until next time, stay Stay lost. lost.